Welcome to the Saraswati Sisters podcast. We are here to lift your spirits, create connections, and share the wisdom of some really awesome people. With their help, we'll be offering up little bits of knowledge on a variety of topics to awaken your whole being. I'm Jenny. I'm Kathy. All right, so today we are really excited to welcome Cheryl Adler, a psychotherapist based in Nyack, New York, and the author of Sober University, Your Next Step to Successful Recovery, um, which you can find online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. So Cheryl has been in this field for more than 30 years and has helped so many people on their path to becoming their true selves. From depression to domestic violence, life transitions, and PTSD, she has such a wealth of knowledge, and we're really excited to welcome her here with us today to talk about life and living in the midst of this crazy pandemic. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Oh, well, we're happy to have you, Cheryl. Um, we were thinking maybe we could start off by talking about uh, this incredible shift that we're all finding ourselves in, um, this sudden new way of living. Yes. Kind of lost in, lost in this empty space of time. There's a lot of unknown, maybe fear, anxiety around it. Um, we can just start off by talking about some of those feelings that people are feeling and how to approach them. Absolutely. Um, I I think that we were all thrust into captivity uh, without really any preparation for doing so, except for a handful of people who are survivalists who know what to do in a situation like this. So I think that it's important to acknowledge that this pandemic is affecting us in numerous ways, some of which we have yet to understand, some of which we're trying to connect to and identify. And on the whole, I would say that people are trying to adapt and adjust, but we're constantly shifting because we're not quite sure of how to get comfortable in a very uncomfortable and uncertain situation. We're worried about our health. Um, We've all become germaphobes. Probably most of us have very chapped skin from all the disinfecting that we're doing constantly. Uh, Our sense of time has really become confusing. Uh, People are sleeping They have different sleeping patterns, different eating patterns. Uh, Some people are gaining weight. Some people are losing weight. Um, The majority of people that that I am aware of have some kind of exercise regimen, whether it's at a gym or a yoga class or just something that they do outside, like tennis, which is uh, certainly going to be something people will want to do now that it's spring. And these are things that have become off limits to us. There are no parks to walk our our dogs. So the things that give us routine and pleasure 
gratification, purpose, these are things that are missing for us now. And I, I think we're all trying to find out who we are and what we want to do to keep ourselves going in a very shocking, I, traumatic Yeah, I time. also think like it almost yeah. like is, um, what's the word I'm trying to call it with? Like, it's almost as if like when you say all of that, I, I like come to a complete standstill. Like it's shocking to the point where it, it makes me like right. just dead in my tracks, right? Like I can't, I don't, I don't know how to function like I'm, like I used to. And so what, like what, how do, right. how do, how do we start to navigate this? Like how, you know, what are some ways in which we can function in a new way and still take care of ourselves along the way? Mm-hmm. I think that's a fantastic question. And I think most people are asking themselves that right now. One of the things I would strongly recommend is to create a routine that you can stick to so that you become more aware of what time it is. So make sure to get up at the same time in the morning. Have your coffee, your breakfast, all your meals at the times that you normally would. Um, make sure that you're getting some form of fresh air and exercise because we, we can't really thrive stuck in our homes. So if the regulation is that you must wear a mask and gloves when you're outside, so just do that, but make sure that you're getting plenty of sunlight, plenty of fluids, um, Whatever your nutritional regimen is, I would encourage people to eat as healthily as possible, to take supplements to keep their immunity strong, to stay in touch with those moments when they feel scared um, or ungrounded, unsettled, and get involved in activities that feel comforting to you. Um, comfort could be defined in many ways. It could be discovering that there's a zillion classes that you can take online and maybe for a period of time that would be meaningful to you. So I would say it's important to get grounded. It's important to create habits and routines that give you stability and comfort at the same time. Is that a helpful description? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important, um, to have those moments, that routine. I find it even for myself, uh, the routine is what's been keeping me a little bit sane and marking, you know, these marks through the day that I know the time, the day, the week. Cause when this all first started, it was like, I would wake up and be like, what day is it? You mm -hmm. know? And so yes. once I implemented that routine based, um, you know, it's a new routine. And that's the other thing I think we have to understand is that, you know, we have to let go of that attachment to the routine that we were thrusted out of by this pandemic. And we were put into this um, situation where we had to find, you know, a new way and let go of things. So creating that, what that new routine is going to look like, and then being able to stick to it and knowing that it's for the 
for your best interest. It's still caring for yourself. It's just not, you know, what it once looked like and being okay with that. Right. So it might be, and just being okay with that. I think that's a good point that I, the, the idea of being okay with that, whatever that is, like finding that space right. to allow it yourself right. for the comfort to be to lay in your bed and watch TV if that's what you need today or to read a book if that's what you need or to take a walk or to, to go online and take a yoga class. Like I feel like it's sometimes the functioning is just getting up and out of your bed in the morning. Yeah. Yes. And I would say that Whatever you're going through is very, very real, and I I wouldn't minimize the darker emotions that you may be having, Uh, and I would say let yourself cry, let yourself be depressed, let yourself feel anxiety, but then at the same time that those emotions are happening, that you dig deep inside to find the parts of yourself that are resilient and use that resilience or build upon that resilience, even if you just have a thread of it to start with, that that can become your grounding point. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing that you can continue to go back to. And that's the thing you want to have within yourself to say, okay, maybe I don't know how to be resilient, but maybe I have role models in my life or in history, somewhere, maybe even a movie or a TV show, whatever it is that could inspire you to connect to your own resilience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like sometimes it's like, oh, I don't even know where to pull that from. Even though we might have been totally resilient human beings before this, you know, highly functioning adults or whatever, it's like all that has gone out the window sometimes. Yeah. Completely, completely. Yeah, because it's so different. It's, um, you know, we were we were resilient, but we also were were in this, um, you know, there was like a constant, it was almost a routine where it was we knew what was coming next. So we were resilient by, by way of knowing what was coming. Now we're in a this we're in this like empty space of time, this unknown, you know, we don't know when we're coming out of it. We don't know what it's going to look like when we come out of it. We don't, you know, there's all these unknowns and conflicting information that you can get lost and get distracted and pulled out of yourself by all of it and, and get very wound up from it. And it's, um, you know, it's in completely overwhelming to your nervous system. Mm -hmm which you really want to practice as much self-care as you can. And being a a student of yoga, I would encourage people to practice yoga because of the um, awareness of one's breath and how breath can ground you and how using the body and movement is essential. And if you're not inclined to yoga, there's plenty of uh, other physical things that one can do, put on some music and dance, do whatever you can. Um, I have been inspired by a woman. I don't know if this name rings a bell at all, but her name was Virginia Hall. 
and she was an American by birth. She worked for um, the CIA, and then she ended up working for the British and became a spy in World War II in France. Virginia had one leg, and her other leg, unfortunately, she lost in an accident when she was young. So she had, from her knee down on one side, she had a wooden leg. She was a fearless spy who was a Nazi hunter. And she saved so many lives. And one of the greatest things that she did was she had to cross the Great Pyrenees with a guide and one other person in a snow blizzard wow. going from France into Spain. Can you picture this? Mm. And whenever I feel like, oh my God, if I, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> I say, well, wait a minute. I have some really cool role models and I'm going to call upon that image of Virginia Hall crossing the Great Pyrenees, you know, cliffs and, you know, blizzards. And, you know, they didn't have specific hiking shoes and all the kind of high-tech athletic gear that we now have that would make such a journey possibly doable. But she she was able to do it. And um, so there are countless people in history that, that we can look to to give us inspiration and buoy us during a time where we feel completely overwhelmed. There's there's a, a lot of phenomenal role models out there. And, and then, you know, the, the absolute goal is to be your own role model. And that could be, you know, a project, something that's in development. And um, it's a work in progress. And it's an, it's a, an act of love toward yourself and your family to be, you know, to be able to be strong, even if you have some tough, dark moments, that you continue to stay strong as we move through the darkness with barely a flashlight. You know, Cheryl, I'm glad you brought up that word project. Um, you know, that's another thing that I feel like people are... Um, circling around like uh, in their life, they maybe always would say to themselves, oh, I would have all these expectations of things that I would accomplish if I only had this time to do it. And, you know, never having the time, never being able to accomplish these, you know, things that they've uh, set out to do. And so now that you're trapped in all this time and you're like, okay, I should, I should come out of this pandemic and quarantine having learned a new language or a new skill of being a top chef, or, you know, maybe I've taken a class online or I've cleaned out every closet and organized all the pictures in my, you know, my attic. But these things aren't getting done and, and there's this sense of feeling unaccomplished, but having the time that they may never have again and being lost in that headspace of, well, I have this time, I may never have it again, I'm not accomplishing what I, what I always dreamed I would if I had the time, and now I feel like a failure. How do you talk to that? Like, how do you speak to that and help somebody understand that, you know, you don't have to accomplish great things to feel like you are an accomplished human being just because, you know, whether we have time or we don't have time. Um. 
I think that's a wonderful question. I, I think that that question speaks to the reality that people are living in a state of fear. They're living in anxiety. They're experiencing depression. They're experiencing grief. And I want to make a special point the people in the world currently who have suffered post-traumatic stress disorder already, mm-hmm. whether it was from being in the military or the police and witnessing murder and witnessing horrors and living through their own horrors, maybe their house burned down or they were a victim of a crime. Um, there's so, so many countless traumas that the people carry within them that this in itself is a trauma. And so for people with PTSD, this can often be reliving those feelings because the brain doesn't differentiate between the past and the present. It just knows that it's experiencing the same stimulus and it's trying to figure out what the heck to do with it. So there are people who I think are beginning to maneuver around that understanding that they might have some free time and maybe they are cleaning closets and maybe they are learning a new language. And I think that's tremendous. That's a wonderful thing if that's something that they can do. And for those who feel immobilized, I would say there's a saying, you know, you're going to be sick and tired until you're tired of being sick and tired. I think there's some point in which you say, okay, maybe I need to get up off this couch and Mm -hmm. just get some fresh air and create some kind of a movement. And it doesn't have to be a grand gesture. It could just be shifting something within yourself. And that physical shift could possibly bring about an actual shift in your thinking and then yeah. what you choose to do. I know do that like I totally feel that mm. when that happens, mm. you know, like okay, I'm just going to take a shower today and see how that feels. And it's funny like I almost equated to like mm-hmm. when I had a baby, a newborn baby, right? And like all you did was like sleep and right. feed your baby and like focus on that. And it was like, if you showered, it was a good day. So it's like, sometimes we're, it's almost, you know, for those people listening that have have had children, it's like that kind of like came back to me, that whole piece of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing is, is like learning how to not let judgment get the better of you or learning how not to let other people's ways of being inflict judgment on yourself. Um, you know, we live in this like crazy world of social media, right? Everybody's everywhere. You know, there's so many benefits to social media. There's so many good things that come out of like the connection, but there's also this like, Oh man, look at so-and-so they have this whole thing set up for their kids and this is happening for them. And why don't I, why is that not happening for me? Why don't my kids listen to me? Or this person's doing three workouts a day and I'm can't even get off the ca- you know, the couch. So it's like finding that barrier or that ability right. to loo- to let go of any judgment that you create for yourself really. Cause you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it, yeah, that that is an excellent point. That you, this is not a good time to be looking around and saying, "Oh my God, how come I didn't ride a bike for twenty miles today?" <laughs> right. Oh, I don't even have a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even oh, like to bike. <laughs> I don't even like to bike. Exactly. But I should be because that person is looking like they're having a good time. So, yeah, I, I think we want to be a lot kinder to ourselves and and just take it easy with whatever we're doing and just be okay with it. Just yeah. try to say, well, th- this is what is right now and how can I make this a better time for myself? A lot of people right now are really struggling with mm. feeling that they don't have a purpose. A lot of people are out of work and they're saying, uh, how am I going right. to pay my bills? That's an immense question. The reality, well, we have a lot of different realities going on that are all very traumatic. We, we have people who have lost their jobs who um, are saying, well, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to feed myself? How am I going to put gas in the car? And so we're looking at something that um, a, a very brilliant man named Maslow talked about, which is something called the hierarchy of needs. And so when we were in our other life, about six weeks ago, before we were contained, we were in a very high level of that hierarchy. We were earning money. We were meeting with friends. We were going out to dinner. We were watching movies. We were planning vacations. We were really on a a whole other plane of existence. And we have been brought down on that hierarchy. If you can picture it like a pyramid or a triangle, we are at the bottom saying, wow, we've got to make sure that we have our food, our shelter. Are we warm? Are we dry? Are we safe? Do I have gas in the car? Do I have something to eat? Do I, can I feed my children? Can I feed my pets? So the level of need has shifted to something that we used to take for granted. We just always knew that we had what we had. And now we don't necessarily have those comforts. So that is traumatic in and of itself. And then I, I cannot help but stop to say how much gratitude I have, and I know you all do as well, for the people in the trenches and on the front lines who are in hospitals and cashiers in grocery stores who make it possible for us to go and get our food when we can. Uh, the, the people who unload the trucks, the people who drive the trucks from the farms to the markets. And I, I think that it's something that I think would help if we just take a moment to think about all those people who mm-hmm. are really working hard to save us. And I, I think that shifts our thinking a little bit to say, wow, I am a very blessed person. Uh, I'm not in a hospital right now on a ventilator. And while we are struggling in our own state of shock, 
we can still stop and be grateful for a lot of things. I love that. So let's do that. Things. Let's do that right now. Let's um, pause and close your eyes and sit up nice and tall wherever you are. The three of us are in separate places. So, and just take a really deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Do that two more times. And just bring all your awareness and gratitude to all of the people out there that are serving. They're on the front lines, they're in it, that don't have the time to contemplate what they're doing. They're just going, right? It would be terrible to go back life the way that when we can come out of this, it would be terrible to go back to the way life, the way we lived our lives before this happened. Because if you do that, all of those lives that were just lost go in vain. And it's, you know, we were living in a way that was so, such a fast paced climb that we were damaging our own bodies, our lives, our relationships, our environment. And we were doing this incredible damage at such a high at a fast pace. And I feel like this time that we have to just kind of be still, when we can come out of it, I think we need to come out with a new understanding and a, and a, a new way of living, a new approach to things. Otherwise, all those lives go in vain. Absolutely true. Well, it's like we said earlier, like, you know, we have been, as, as much as like, all of this hurt is happening, mm-hmm. right? There, I'm not denying there is so much hurt. There is so much loss. There is so much sadness. And without creating this, like, we have to get done what we think we need to get done, we've kind of collectively taken this shift and created something from it, right? So it's not like, I had to create from it. It's just a natural occurrent creation Mm -hmm. from the world we're living in right now. And there's so much beauty in that. And you see it all over the place. Like I, you know, it's awesome. We're doing what we're doing, but like, I see it so many different places in so many different ways, learning to communicate with other people in other ways, having deeper relationships and conversations with family and friends that we typically take for granted. Yeah. Right. Even like sitting and having a family dinner which I've heard from so many of my friends, like that's their best, their biggest takeaway. The best part about it is like, oh my God, my son is graduating from high school this year and I normally would have never seen him, but I get to have dinner with him now every night. And yeah, it sucks and there's no graduation and there's no prom and there's no this and then there's no that. But it's like, what are we taking, what can we take away from this that's like, wow, this felt really good. Parts of this felt really good. And what were those parts? And how can we like, you're right, like just I think that give it life. A great time to just sit down and, you know, have that like remembering what life was six weeks ago, that fast paced life that we were living, driving at 100 miles an hour. And then now we're at a complete standstill. And it's an opportunity to observe the fast and the slow and create that perfect middle. Like, what do you want to rush back to? What is it that you want to hold on to from the stillness? If you can find the importance from both of those two things and bring them together, when we're able to open up 
our doors and and come back into life as we you know that freedom of of coming and going and and what is the life that you want to create what do you want it to look like this is an opportunity to explore those op- those options and take from each side of the 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 spectrum and bring together your new your new life or your new beautiful way of living your life yes. we're all just we're all the same right breathing bodies on a on a having an experience on a journey through life so what is your experience what do you want it to look like yes exactly like if we how many of us would really want who wants to go back to that hyper pace where you you get high blood pressure and diabetes and heart conditions and all kinds of stress-related illness from just such excessive amounts of expectation and burden upon us Mm -hmm. maybe we maybe we stop and say well I don't know that I really want that anymore Maybe right. I, maybe I want to do something different. Maybe I want to have a job where I can work from home. Maybe I want to have the time where I can, you know, I'm going to have family dinner every night. Maybe, you know, whatever it is. Yes. And, and maybe that's not what some people want. And that's cool too no. because there's yeah. you know, like there's there's something for everybody and it's um it's just it's it's our jobs to find it out for ourselves and and then be authentic and stand in that truth. Like this is what works for me. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to come home to that because that's what feels right. And I'm not going to look out for happiness anymore because you know what, it's always just right inside of me. Right. So yes, I don't know. I feel like um, there's a lot of time for that introspection and, and sitting with the comfort and the discomfort and, and working through it all. Valuable. Absolutely. It's valuable. Very valuable. Absolutely. And it's okay to not walk out knowing three languages and learning how to cook a gourmet meal in under 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or have all your pictures organized because I'm not doing it. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I, I have to share if I could that I am so happy when it's Friday because I love Shabbat. And even though I'm by myself, I'm baking challah just because the process of it feels so good it's that ritual it's a it's right it's your roots it's like it's like watering it's the my seeds roots. right every time you go through those steps to make that challah bread and you then bake it and and then you break it and you let it nourish your body it's like watering the seeds the roots that were planted in your life from the beginning and you continue to let them grow right? Like you keep nourishing those beautiful rituals and, you know, those parts of your life that, that like you, you, that hold you grounded. Like that's what keeps you grounded, right? Like, yes, very grounded. And I I think people can invent their own rituals. Yeah. I think finding gratitude is a really great tool um, whenever we start to feel overwhelmed or out of sorts. And I think that leads to into the one kind of the last thing we wanted to talk to you about was just kind of we'd love to know from you um, a couple of tools. I know we talked about a, quite a few throughout the, the last half hour, but what can, can, can our listeners walk away with today to help them 
when they're feeling anxious um, or overwhelmed. You know, we just did breathing. That's obviously one, right? Um, any other just kind of tangible things that, that might work? Yes, absolutely. Well, in my own personal life, um, and I've, I've, I'm a breast cancer survivor twice over, um, I've had to look death in the face, and I would say live in hope and live in possibility. And whatever you can do to ground yourself, like feel the earth under your feet and be aware of how your feet are connected to the floor, mm -hmm. to the earth, and to breathe and to say, my God, I'm so blessed. I can go outside and look at the sky. And maybe the shift of your focus can change in a very positive way. Uh, when I go outside early in the morning to walk my dogs, I always have my cell phone, and I find myself snapping pictures of every flower that's in bloom. And those moments are so joyful for me to, to capture those flowers. So I think it's it's a good idea if people can try to capture moments that have meaning for them. I love that. Capture moments that have meaning. Kathy, what's some, what's something you do? Well, for me, I mean, for me, it's uh, gratitude and my meditation practice. I make sure that I, I uh, start my day off with gratitude and I end my day with metta. And that's just sending love and kindness out to all of those and, um, and to myself as well. And so that's probably the, I would say, my, my anchor. That's fantastic. Kathy puts a lot of good in the world. <laughs> she does. She certainly does. How about you, Jenny? What's something you do? So I love to listen to music. That definitely is something that I um, connect with on a daily basis. Uh, my kids think I'm crazy because I love to just da dance around my room or dance around the kitchen. Um, and to me, like, and, and music has always been a um, place for me to connect to, to, to myself, to ground and to kind of let go. Um, and now more than ever, because I'm not going to any live, yeah. live music or live concerts, it's just all about kind of finding music online, putting it up loud and just dancing around, um, or finding a lot of artists that I follow or like doing live webcasts and stuff. So that's really awesome too. Um, you know, just a space, a play just letting go, dancing, singing, even though I'm not a great singer. Um, and let it out. Yeah. So <laughs> that's okay. Let yeah. It out. It'd be really cool to hear from some of our listeners too, what, what yeah. some of their, their little, the little uh, rituals are that kind of get them through the day. So maybe we'll get some feedback there. Um, well, this was awesome. Absolutely. Kathy, do you have any other questions for Cheryl? Cheryl, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I know this was short and sweet, but you know, we hope to continue these conversations. Oh, absolutely. I look forward to that very, very much. I'm yeah, so no. happy to be here with you. 
Same. I think that was um, really a wealth of knowledge in just a short amount of time. And I think it's a lot of stuff for us to marinate and sit with and start to, you know, cultivate some new, some of these new concepts that you offered. Awesome. Don't forget to laugh. You got a joke? Don't forget to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) So important. Just take a minute and close your eyes. Take a deep breath in and a long breath out. May we bring clarity to confusion. May we create a ripple effect of peace. May we illuminate darkness with light. And may we create deep connections that link us together with loving kindness. Namaste. Have a beautiful day and tune in. We look forward to hearing from you.